Welcome, everyone, to a very special edition of uh, Talk Hard presented by Walk Softly Films. Unfortunately, we're without our, uh, our big toe, Todd Sheen. Um, he had a prior engagement and hasn't seen the movie that we're going to be discussing uh, this evening. But uh, Scott and I both went and watched, as he promised he would do, we went and watched uh, Ghostbusters. The, the new edition of Ghostbusters in our in the theaters in our local theaters this this week. Uh, Scott, you want to tell all your fans hello. This this one's for you. That's right. That's right. Mm. So this <laughs> I gave you all y'all got some kisses. <laughs> um, yeah, this this uh, it's going to be heavy Ghostbusters. I think that's probably all we're going to talk about because uh, both Scott and I are incredibly huge fans of the the first go-around of this uh franchise not necessarily the second movie ghostbusters 2 but the first ghostbusters we're, we're both big on and so um this one was getting some some slack to begin with and and people were saying you know a lot of people not everybody but a lot of people were saying it was they thought it was going to be uh, they thought people were saying it was going to be bad because it had an all-female cast scott i think you said that had nothing to do with why you thought it was going to be bad. Um, yeah, absolutely nothing to do with my negative reaction towards it. And, you know, certainly there were some, but, you know, your producers and your director wanted to blame all of that negative reaction on sexists and sexism. And, uh, and I said, well, if we go and that's not the case, like, <laughs> if this movie is as bad as it could be, then, yeah. like I said, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly right now. And you're really good at um, taking watching a two-minute trailer and getting a good feel for how you think you're going to like the movie. I feel like So I from am. those trailers, you didn't feel like you were going to like it. I would have said, based on the trailers, like right out of five, I think. Okay. So mediocre. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm going to write that number down. We'll come back to it. Um I probably would have been maybe a little lower, but not much, maybe a four mm-hmm. uh, after seeing the trailer. So we're, we're in the same vicinity. Before we get into the actual movie, um, you, had, you had brought up a question right before we went, we went live on the, on the uh, recording. Um, it, is that redundant, live on the recording? <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> right before we started recording, was this a good idea to remake this movie? Uh, 32 years later was this a good idea what what do you think because i have thoughts i think what they ended up doing was a unquestionably a bad idea like Mm -hmm. i think this is a bad idea um and i think that all for me it all goes to the fact that you decided to do a reboot Mm -hmm. like people have always wanted another ghostbusters and we're you know just begging for one before you know Dying to have one before Ramus uh, passed away, before Harold Ramus passed away, um, and they were constantly trying to put one together that Bill Murray could never get on board with. He was never happy with the script, so it never happened. But everybody wanted one, 
So after he passes away, then it becomes, okay, well, he's gone, so now we're just going to do one anyway. And the only question is, how are we going to do it? And there were, you know, you, you started hearing two camps about we're going to, you know, we're going to continue the story with a group of guys. And then you started here, we're going to reboot with girls. The and Seth I, Rogen group was right. going to take it over and there then, for a while. Yeah. Exactly. And then you started to hear, oh, well, we'll do both. Like when there was yeah. some initial re- negative reaction to the girls, they said, oh, well, we'll, no, no, we'll, we'll still do that. We'll do both. And and then that's even more confusing because um, it's like, yeah, it's just, yeah, just what? You just <laughs> yeah. money hungry. Anyway, um, so yeah, I think that's where the bad idea starts. Is is you decided yeah. to do even if you you did this, uh, you know, you you reboot with a a female group of Ghostbusters. I still think a continuation of the story had a much better chance of success for me than a complete reboot. Yeah, I one hundred percent agree, and especially after seeing it. And one of the things, and let's just go ahead and, and throw this out here. This is going to be really spoiler heavy, this podcast. So if you haven't seen it, maybe hit the pause button, go check it out, and, and come back and listen at this point. But especially after seeing that pretty much every cast member from the original one was obviously willing to be in this, yeah. how hard would it have been to just make it a continuation? And then I think, I, don't, I know I wouldn't have had a problem with it, but that's exactly what it was, was why reboot it? Like, it's been 30-something years. It would have been the perfect timing for the age of these women and the age of what Murray and the guys are. It would have been the perfect timing to just make this a continuation. And my only guess towards that is, you know, because I was thinking it through when, when that started to come out, is, okay, what are they thinking? My best guess is they're thinking it's just been so long you know, that we've got such a, you know, all the young, all the kids, you know, have never seen the first one. There's a lot of people who've never seen it. They're thinking, so we're better off just starting from scratch and letting them, you know, experience it from the ground up rather than possibly introduce these old characters that they don't know who they are. And, you know, maybe this is a better, a better idea for, you know, the franchise. Yeah. To just start Which I think fresh. I think that's stupid. Uh, from a marketing point, I think that's really, really dumb um, because you're going to have guys like us who couldn't wait to see Murray back in the back in the jumpsuit, uh, being Bankman, who would been who would have been excited even if he was in it for five minutes. And then you would have had my, my kids' age, your kids' age, uh, a group that would have gone back and rewatched the '84 one to get. For, so you could have completely re-released that into a whole nother generation of people so that they could watch it to get familiar with it, to get excited about these new characters. Man, I think it was just dumb. And they've released apps on the iPhone, uh, Ghostbusters games that have the original cast in them. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like, you're, some people aren't, aren't afraid to go back and do that. Well, if anybody wants to see the real Ghostbusters three, uh, buy the PS three game that came out about, yeah five years ago, something like that, five, six years ago, buy that PS3 game. It is it is probably what Ghostbusters 3 would have been with all the original cast voicing the characters, and it's a, mm-hmm. it's a great game, and it's a, it's a good story, you know, classic Ramus and Aykroyd storytelling. It's a really good game. And so if you want to get as close as you can to what an actual Ghostbusters 3 would have been, uh, definitely check that out. But, 
Yeah, when I mean, just in my head, when I kind of work the story through in my head, and I think about if you you have the old Ghostbusters who bring in a new crew and kind of teach them the ropes, and then they take over, mm-hmm. versus just hit the reset button and borrow everything from the old movie and change a few things around. No, I can see it in my head. Which what's the better yeah. movie? I can totally imagine. And like, yeah, just like you said, you 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 might maybe you were aiming at kids, but you're you're totally discounting how uh negatively it's going to impact everybody that grew up with the old one and and there's still a lot of us and we're not that old yeah. you know we're a, no I'm, yeah we're a very yeah, much and my kids loved the first one and they're they're tw- they're in their 20s right you're alienating people in their 20s mm-hmm. so, so yeah. yeah i completely agree so here's a question for you uh since we think it was such a bad idea is it how bad of an idea was it for Wig, Kristen Wig, and McCarthy, who are I, I would say you know the biggest stars in this cast right now, and you know mm-hmm. McCarthy just as as big of a star as you've got right now, really. I mean she's yeah. she's a headliner, no doubt about it. So should Wig and McCarthy have walked away as soon as they see that script? I mean, because I'm imagine reading it, and they can't have thought it was better than yeah. I did. I mean, you had to know. When you read that script, Man, yeah, that's a good question. That really is a good question. I, I in, in hindsight now, after seeing it, I, I would have to say I can't believe they did it. I can't either. Like even because it's, do you walk away from it when you see that script, or is the property just too big? Is you know, is the franchise just too big, and the chance to possibly headline it as a group of women is that too big of an opportunity and that's had yeah. that had to be what they got sold on yeah and mccarthy's so so hot and she's so good yeah uh and Kristen wig too that maybe they thought even with the bad script they could save it mm-hmm. and they're you know I, I don't know how al feig or feig or however you say his name is i don't know how he is with the improv stuff looked like they did a few of the a few things with that in this movie but maybe they thought we're good enough to carry this thing yeah, and I, I was looking at it and, and you know, talking about directors, I thought, because basically, so let's get into it now. T- tell everybody okay. the, the text that you sent me. <laughs> go ahead and go ahead and let the I, cat out of the bag, but <laughs> your full thoughts. Okay, but, about how we thought about this. Yeah. Okay, let me, I'll read it word for word because I have it right here. I said, this is not hyperbole. It doesn't matter how low your expectations are for Ghostbusters. It will still disappoint you. It could be the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> that's, that's a bold statement. That was walking out of the theater. I sent that to you. And after having a full day and a half to think about it, I'm, I'm standing by it. It still it could be the worst movie I've ever seen. So I have to ask you then, where does it, how do you feel about it in relation to Batman versus Superman? I, at le- and, and I actually compared it to that when I was talking. At least Batman versus Superman, regardless of how idiotic and nonsensical some of it was, at least some of the visual stuff with watching Batman and Superman get into it a little bit mm. was fun to watch. And that final scene with Doomsday was fun to watch, even though it didn't make a bit <laughs> of sense. Right, it so, was fun to watch. So even though the the story had major problems, the um, technically the movie was sound, and mm-hmm. okay, now yes, and that's perfect lead into where I was going. 
because I, I took a look at directors because basically I feel like the movie's incompetent. I, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't feel like, I feel like he, he, he was incompetent. He just didn't do a nice, a good job on this. Paul Feig is who we're talking about. And I'm totally, yeah, I'm totally guessing on the pronunciation of his name. So yeah, we might just call him the director, but I, I, I thought to myself, well, is, was that a huge mistake to bring in Feig? So let, like, let me take a look at what he's directed and, and, and compare it to what Reitman had directed. And I expected to be more impressed with Reitman coming in, like that he had, was more of a proven commodity going into the original Ghostbusters. But actually, mm-hmm. Reitman had just, it was meatballs and stripes. Hmm. And That uh, was it. That was it. And Paul Feig wow. had Spy and Bridesmaids were his two big movies. And so, I mean, you could make, I mean, you can definitely make the argument that Feig has the better resume, coming in even though personally i love stripes uh, yeah there's no question that, that paul made more money there and and was more highly regarded coming off those two movies um so it's and those spy was good really that, yeah. did, i haven't seen it i haven't seen it yeah it was good so i really enjoyed it so there you go and which you know is surprising, but it's it's TV after that. It's a bunch of TV. It's Thirty Rock and Parks and Rec and The Office, and you know, and that feels right to me. Like because when I'm watching it, I'm thinking like this feels like you know this feels like TV in some spots, kind of like mm-hmm. you know, mailed in yeah. and, and 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 half-assed and um, it just there. It didn't look like I said. It didn't look competent. There are continuity problems. There's sloppy mm-hmm. editing. There's there are a lot of spots where you could tell they changed their course like midway through. Like uh, Kevin walks into a scene. Uh, Kevin walks into a shot uh, three seconds before they cut away from the scene with no line, and, and you know and. It, Yep. <laughs> so I don't think I noticed that. It's just, you know, so it's just obvious that they they're changing their mind like about how much they're using him, and 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 so he's just he's there for no reason, and you know, obviously they cut an evil Kevin makes the cops do a dance numbers. Obviously, yeah, which made that so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, so like good choice to get rid of that. I mean, because yeah. goodness, I mean, that that could have, like, yeah, you, you definitely made the right choice to get rid of it because that could have made the whole thing laughable. Like, people could have come out of there, like, you know, just... Because right now you've got a general good uh, reaction from critics and stuff, which is also incredible to me. It's mind-blowing. It has to be because... Nobody wants to be the bad guy, right? Yeah, exactly. Nobody wants to be the bad guy. And and yeah, you can't be the one to in this political time to say that you didn't like the all female cast after all of that crap that came out before. Exactly. You can't be the guy. Yep. Well, I'm not. We'll be the guy. (laughs) That's exactly right. That's right. right. (laughs) Paul Feig, it's time to come take your whooping, basically. That's right. (laughs) Um,. But, you know, stuff like that, like the continuity problems and, and just the, the problems that you create for yourself because you change your mind as you're shooting or while you're editing, like that's incompetence. That's a bad script. And mm-hmm. it's incompetence not to know it before you shoot it. Yeah. To not yeah. know that the Kevin make all the cops dance scene is a bad idea before you shoot it. That's incompetence. I'm going to go ahead and... Kevin in general was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Kevin was a bad idea. The, the yeah. character of Kevin was a bad idea. Ugh. That 
the the writing for that i felt and i felt honestly i'll go ahead and say this i felt worse by the end of the movie i felt more sympathy for the actors than the characters in the movie (laughs) because they had crap to work with poor chris hemsworth okay when he sits down and and scratches his eye through the glasses (laughs) yeah that was pretty funny yeah like that part was okay but after that it was like he he was trying to downplay and 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 low key (laughs) go low key with a script that he was given to where he was so unbelievably idiotic he was trying not to listen to what they were saying Mm -hmm. so he covered his eyes yeah it was obscene it was like you said it was ridiculous how over the top they took yeah, that character and kept trying to reach through the glass to get the phone. <laughs> yes. Like I, I, there are parts like that throughout the movie, like a movie shouldn't make me shake my head and roll <laughs> exactly. my eyes. And it had lots of moments like that. This movie has lots of moments where it's just yes. like, Oh my goodness. Like that's awful. And yeah. yeah, not just once he goes for the phone like three times <laughs> through the glass. He keeps glass. hitting his hand on the yeah. on the tank. Like that's just and, dumb. Like and keeps covering his eyes up so he can't hear things. Yeah, it's like a you know it's like high schoolers making a video for a class project. You know, it's yeah. fine for them. You know, just just hammer a joke. You know, hammer it and go crazy over the top with it. Like your classmates, yeah. your buddies will laugh. Um, but this, no, that's not okay. Like maintain some respectability and, and get, do the story itself some service, man. Like yeah. the original Ghostbusters takes itself seriously at points, which makes mm-hmm. the comedy work, you know? Yes. Uh, so ba- like talking about Kevin, let's talk about characters. Okay. Uh, we talked about, uh, about time and that script on, on this show and the Richard Curtis characters, I felt like this is the exact opposite of that. Like, yeah, where every character was well fleshed out and you knew who exactly right. what they were and you liked them. Uh, this is the exact opposite. Like, what are their characters? Yeah, couldn't figure it out. Like, for example, I, first of all, let me tell you who the best character in the whole movie was. Okay. It was the dude who played Gabe from The Office. Yeah. That guy in the opening scene had the only joke that landed, <laughs> and it was the first joke of the whole thing where he said in this room it was where uh, Mr. Barnum decided he was going to enslave elephants. Uh-huh. That's the funniest joke in the whole thing, and he got it. That was the best character in the whole movie. Kristen Wiig was... Supposed to be the intellectual smart, the smartest one of the group because she was getting ready to get tenure at, at a prestigious college, Columbia, I think. Uh-huh. And she spent the rest of the movie acting like she didn't have a clue what was going on. And Melissa <laughs> McCarthy had to explain every detail to everything for her. Yeah. Like, that's dumb. What? She's the one that made it. Right. She, yeah. That, that's what I kept trying to figure out is like, are there going to be parallels between the old characters and these characters? Because I mean, they did that with so much other stuff. I fully expected mm-hmm. there to be, you know, kind of corollaries between the two. And Chris and Wig was certainly supposed to be, or I th- thought I was supposed to believe that she was the most intelligent of the group, right. which makes her the Egon. But right. no, that she doesn't work as an Egon at all. Like, 
that's you know she's just like you said the best i can come up with is she's really smart except she's not and for the first for the first 15 minutes she's smart and she's kind of a horn dog she wants kevin and they kept hitting right. that joke right but over and over and over yes yeah, it basically but basically it boils down to she's smart and nobody believed her that she saw a ghost when she was a kid and that's her that's it that's the that's her whole character so tell me who McCarthy is then. What's her character? Um, she was the, I, I think at first she was supposed to be, I almost think she was more of the Rick Moranis character <laughs> than anybody. Uh-huh. Like sort of the the absent-minded but brilliant, um, I guess that wouldn't be Rick, the absent-minded part of Rick Moranis, but brilliant, so maybe... The Ackroyd yeah, type? Yeah, she's supposed to be Ray, right? Yeah, now that, I, yeah. now that I think about it. But again, that doesn't hit it until I like force myself to see it. it yes, yeah, that's you having to fit a, a round peg in a square hole. Yeah, like Ray's excitement was so apparent. Yes. So, so Ray is smart, but he's the one that just loves everything supernatural so much he can't stand it. He's, he's, a, he's a kid inside. Loves the mm-hmm. paranormal. Egon... Right. You know, incredibly smart, smartest one of the bunch, stoic, uh, you know, very, yeah, very yeah. few emotions. Uh, Vankman, all business, all business. Vankman, you know, the the ladies' man, uh, the skeptic, the yeah. you know, the slacker, just doing whatever he the can. The anti Egon, basically. Yes, clear to see who he is, and even Winston is the everyman. He's the audience. Right. Very clear who Winston is. Uh, but, you know, Patty, like, Winston, that was, you know, that's 30 years ago. And I feel like w- Winston at no point becomes a stereotype for me. And I felt like Patty dips into stereotype oh, territory. Throughout. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean. And her character was, th- they brought her in. So that she could, because she knew the history she of New knew York. New York, yeah. And she had a, access to a car. <laughs> yeah. Which means none of the other ones could drive and none of the other ones knew how to use Google. <laughs> so they needed Leslie Jones. Yeah. Like, that's so ridiculous. Uh-huh. I, and, and that, the jokes, every physical gimmick in them were you done with the characters i don't want to i don't want to skip ahead no no the biggest one the biggest one what is holtzman supposed to be like what is weird is not a character no no. weird is not a personality and that's it that's all she had it drove me crazy like i like kate mckinnon she's a great comic actress yeah she's so misused and uh, completely wasted here. Like, I mean, the DeBarge dance scene, like, they think they're creating a character with that. Yeah, yeah. And they are not. No. Uh, Opposite, maybe. Yeah. They're killing a character they're, with that. Yeah. It's nuts. I have no idea who she was other than be weird, you yeah. know? And and it's like, well, this is the character we can just go crazy with and write crazy stuff and crazy lines. And, and like, where did her can of Pringle, Pringles come from? Like, they're so just, just yeah, sloppy, yeah. man. It's like TV. Yes. So I'm not feeling yeah. it. No, no, no. no I, yeah, 
none of the characters were fleshed out were fleshed out at all. And if if you want an anti character study, if you want to how not to develop <laughs> yes. a character, this is perfect to watch. Yeah. And the um, bad guy, tell me, tell me, Alan oh, Martin, what was the bad guy's name? I, I, um, Rowan's coming to mind, but I don't know. Oh, very good. Very good. Cause I had no idea. I had to look it up. Is that what it is? Yeah. With but my, yeah, my, my point exactly. Like he's, he's also like, I mean, who like Rowan, yeah. I mean, he's a bad guy and he's going to try to destroy New York because he doesn't like people. Yeah, and they pretty because people are mean. Yeah, and, yeah. And then they, yeah, they even said like you don't like people. Like, yeah, that's not good enough. Like, I'm sorry, that's not good enough. Yeah, and I was, yeah, I was thinking about like the little dude from uh, Ghostbusters too, and like, is right. was was he kind of like there's wasn't a lot to him, but no, I was like he he felt more fleshed out to me too because he was kind of in love with uh, Sigourney and. Yeah, you know, right. And yeah, he, yeah. And he's trying yeah, to. And he, and you got he's sort of worshipped at the altar. Exactly. Of, yeah. You had motivation because, like, he's right. uh, yeah, he's he's worshiping Vigo and all that stuff. But this this dude, like, I liked his first little scene with Patty. I did. Like, he he had a couple little faces, and he was being a weirdo. And I kind of liked what he was doing with the character. But I mean, that's all you got is just he's a weird. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, it was another one that was just. His character is he's, he's weird. Why, yeah. why does he want and, to do this? Uh, I don't know. And later on, I want to get into what maybe we could we would have done. Okay. Uh, with these with these people and made them better. I, I think we could have took the same cast and made this thing good. I think in any competent hands, you could have taken this cast <laughs> and made this thing good. But um, anyway, um, I, th- was there an original physical joke in the entire movie? That's what I was going to ask you earlier. Like every physical gimmick in the movie was borrowed from something. Yeah. Or you, yeah, they didn't do it as good. Uh, Melissa McCarthy flying around after exploring with the proton pack. Robert Downey Jr. Did it 10, uh, six years ago in Iron Man. Mm -hmm. It was the same scene. (laughs) Yeah. Only not as good. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, this script is one of the laziest I've ever seen. The stage dive that Leslie Jones took and fell off the stage, done a thousand times. Yes, exactly. Uh, most notably, probably the one that came to my mind was uh, School of Rock when Jack Black took the dive and mm. just face planted. That, but that joke could have worked. Uh, here, here's a, a, another example of how some of this stuff was lazy and could have easily been fixed. Okay, so she takes the stage dive bites it and says, I don't know if that was because I'm a woman or lady or because I'm black, but yeah. uh, either way, it's not cool. Well, Melissa McCarthy's on the other side and just did it. <laughs> yeah. It's obviously a race thing. Right. <laughs> Here's how you could have fixed that. Yeah. Leslie Jones takes the stage dive. She bites it. She says, I don't know if that's because I'm a lady or because I'm black. Then you show Melissa McCarthy doing it. Yeah. She takes the stage dive and they willingly go across, take her and, and move her across the crowd. And then Leslie Jones is like, well, I guess that answered that. Yeah, she doesn't acknowledge it at all. It, it's such an oversight. 
Yeah, yes. Yeah. A huge oversight. Like who's All you the, do is flip-flop those and that joke works. Exactly. Who's the script supervisor right there? Because, I mean, yeah, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, the direction seems incompetent because, yeah, the, everybody, everybody in the audience sees the joke. Mm-hmm. Like that, I don't know is I don't know if it's a lady thing or if it's a race thing. And then you get the next shot of yeah, McCarthy is is being successfully crowd surfed. Like okay, well there's your answer. And then that she, you know, the movie completely ignores it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so awful. Um, all of the uh, all of the throwback physical stuff, all the all the nods, I guess, to the first Ghostbusters, like with getting slimed and all that stuff was done so much better in the first one. If you're going to redo them, mm-hmm. then then put your own little twist on them. Don't, like, if you're going to have, for, for an example, you've had a lot of scenes, and I hope I can think of the movie, but you've had a lot of scenes where people have thrown up on other people. Yeah. But then you get to that uh, I Love You Man with Paul Rudd. It's the one where Paul Rudd, uh, and Rashida Jones are getting married and she's got a hundred bridesmaids and he doesn't have any friends because his mom's his best friend. And so he's trying to make friends. So he goes over to John Favreau's house. How many times have you seen in like drinking games, somebody, you know, throw up on somebody else in movies? I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's an old trope, but in this one, man, when, when Paul Rudd did it, he really did it. <laughs> and it just like covered him from head to that's what happened to Bill Murray in the first Ghostbusters. Yeah. And then they did the exact same thing to Kristen Wiig, mm-hmm. only out three times. <laughs> it's like, just because you did it more doesn't make it funny. <laughs> no. And yeah, as, as a matter of fact, it usually works the opposite way. Right. Yeah. So was there, I've got a lot of things that didn't work. We can keep going down the list. Um, I, also, when. Melissa McCarthy gets possessed by Rowan and all Leslie Jones has to do is give Wait, her a good look, slap time out right there. Time out right okay. there. Okay. She, let's not skip over this. She gets yeah. possessed by Rowan and and how does it happen? Um th- 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 Rowan comes out of the sink. <laughs> Why? Tell me. Do you know? <laughs> I have Absolutely no idea. Didn't that seem so like bizarreable? Like <laughs> for anybody who's not seen our short film, that we we would yeah. come up with stuff like on the spot, like and why are you doing that? We don't know because it's it you know it'll be funny maybe or it, it was that yeah. wasn't it? It was like well where's he come? Yeah. How does this happen? How's he possessor? Was he come? Uh, well he comes out of the sink and right. the the, yeah. the, uh, the hole in the what like. That was just yeah. so random. <laughs> yeah, and they like he kind of chased her around a little bit with the knocks and the hits on the door and all this stuff, and then all of a sudden she he's in the sink, and then he <laughs> yeah. explodes into her face. <laughs> yeah, he possesses her. So she comes out, has a little bit of a scuffle, um, which I didn't understand because she has the superhuman strength to throw Kate McKinnon across the room, lift her up with one hand. Mm-hmm off the ground with one hand and hold her out the window and get ready to throw her down. But I guess does Leslie Jones also have superhuman strength? <laughs> she, she is a the large lady. She, she is big, but I mean, I don't think she's lifting Kate McKinnon up with one hand by her neck. 
no matter. So they get into a little scuffle that makes no sense as far as the physics of it. Um, and then all it takes is for one slap across the face of Melissa McCarthy and Rowan's out of there. Like yeah. you can, so you can slap right. ghosts out of people. <laughs> right. Yeah. It didn't Apparently. seem that threatening. And then like, yeah. I, think, I think I got three, three smiles and or very muffled chuckles through the whole movie. Um, okay. That's it. I've like, named two and, of mine. So. Yeah. One of mine was the power of Patty compels you you know, is a decent line yeah. and, and her completely committing to it and screaming it. Like, yeah, I got, I got a little chuckle out of that. Um, but all on that note, all the action is awful. Yeah. Awful. Yes. Yes. This, all of it. The movie tried to give you so many, it was, it was just hitting you on the head with a hammer of, Oh, cheer. Now this is where you cheer. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is this is the part you like. This is the this is the awesome part. Like it just hammered you to a a disgusting extent, and it was yeah. Uh, and and throwing in the theme song every chance they could in those moments, yeah. and none of them, yeah. none of them were appropriate. That they were in none of the chances they that they wanted you. The moments that they thought that were paying off, none of them did. Yeah, and speaking of the action stuff. I'll ask you a question. What exactly do the proton packs do? <laughs> do they make ghosts explode? Do they hold them at bay? Can you use them like Indiana Jones lasso and whip people around with them? See, like they're yeah, that's another thing. Like, Ackroyd took that stuff really seriously. The yes. science of it, and, and so did Egon. And they would tell, they would say, "Don't cross the streams," and this yeah. is the particles, and this is how it well, works. Well, I mean, and, I'm even talking about Ackroyd as a writer. Oh, gotcha, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like he took that stuff really seriously and, and wanted it to make sense as best as it possibly could as, as far as that theoretical physics stuff. And at no point out of any of those ladies, for one thing, this is a side note, at no point did I ever believe the jargon coming out of any of them. No, it just sounded like science words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whereas Egon, like Ramus was perfect for that. He's so understated. You didn't give him yeah. many lines at all. And and when he would deliver that stuff, I I totally bought it. And and there just wasn't that person in this group of ladies that I believed it from. Um, I think yeah, it, I don't think it was cast not, very well. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't, and even like there could have been a character to do that. Uh-huh. They just didn't give us one. Right. Right. And 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 you know, taking a lesson from that, like the writers and directors and and make sure you know who that character is. Instead, it's like everybody except Wig, maybe, is just trying to ham it up. Like, and, yeah. you know, take a lesson from Ramus and the, the, the laughs that he gets by going understated and let letting the material breathe and let the yes. let the writing do its job. You know, let it get yeah. the laugh. You don't have to yeah, go that's for the one throat. Thing that we talked about on the after the movie was it seemed like there were where there were no setups to any jokes it mm. was all punchlines everything was an over i'm going to smack you over the head with this frying pan of a punchline but right. there was never a setup for any of it the the like the the big action sequences um like the one at the very end where they have the full-on you know showdown in the middle of the street with like pilgrims and revolutionary soldiers and stuff like yeah. that um 
I mean, all that junk, dude. That's just, it just wasn't good. None of it, like who, you know, he's just not obviously not cut out for action. None of that stuff paid off for me at all. It was every no. time that it, the movie was like, eh, right here, right here is the part that you're going to, you know, you're going to be cheering for. Like, no, not even close, man. The, yeah, like when uh, Cannon went with the double barrels. And you could tell they yes, were wanting exactly. oh, here we go. Exactly, that whole nothing. sequence. Where she, yeah, she's walking through and goes with the, the two pistols that jump yeah. out of her. I mean, c- like, come on, man. Like, the reason the first Ghostbusters work is because it is so grounded. And you just went nuts with the, like you said, with the proton packs and what do they do. And you just lost all of that. Like, any believability that it had whatsoever. And it is. It's it's important. To ground it a little bit is important. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you just yes. threw that out the window completely. With all that yeah, stuff. Me, or did she explain how some of those weapons worked in the alley when they were practicing? And then when they were put into the field, <laughs> they didn't work anything like what they explained they were going to work like. I just I just hated it. I just I, yeah. I, I couldn't get over it. That, that whole scene, like, again, more complete incompetence. Like that scene of the gadgets, the gadget scene was completely for no reason. Yeah. It served no purpose whatsoever, and it was shoehorned into a place in between two scenes where it did not belong at all, made zero sense as to why it was there. It's just like, we just want it there, and because we, we think it'll be funny, and we'll be able to use it for cool stuff later. And, and like, yeah. you know, and, and like, dang, like, how many are you going to make? Like, the, I know. the gun and her double pistols and the stupid ghost chipper or whatever they called it. And Oh, gosh. Awful, how man. Did that, how did that get through the, <laughs> the scriptwriters' tables? Right. Gosh, that was awful. And and know, do they work on regular objects or not? Because it was like, well, this is only going to work on yes. gar- ghosts, and the first thing they did was just <laughs> sucks though, chop yeah. up a bunch of garbage. Yeah, and that was driving me crazy. Like as soon as the very first time they went into that alley and were like testing out their stuff, it's like, what do you mean you're testing on what on yeah. that on that paper target? And it does <laughs> work paper- on. And it does work on that, but that doesn't prove anything whatsoever. But yeah, so the the big sequence, and it was so green screened and and kind of not good at all. Like that whole sequence in, at night in Times Square was just green screened to death. And yeah, and and so she does the walking through, and it's supposed to be super cool, and she's killing everything with her double pistols, and then says, "You mm-hmm. just got Holtzman at the end of it," and it's yeah. like, "Oh man, you can just you can tell like they're yeah. the, you know the director." Like they're all just waiting for that outrageous, raucous cheering after that moment. Like, no, not at all. No. Here's awful. what they got from me. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, tell me on the. Tell me what what was your audience like? Like you hated it. What was the vibe from everybody else in the room? I think that a majority of the people in there wanted to love it. Oh, yeah. And you could tell that they were starting out like laughing at all the parts, but it wasn't like it wasn't like belly laughter. It was just like chuckles at all the parts that they knew they were supposed to. And then I think like I was by the end of the movie, they were exhausted with that stuff. There were there was a guy that was sitting next to it who I could tell was really into it. Like he really liked it. Uh-huh laughed at everything and thought it was great but for the most part he was maybe the one out of we probably saw it with 50 60 people he was probably the one guy that by the end of it didn't seem like they were worn like it it really felt like there was no energy left in that room other than this one guy 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was my text to you in any way hyperbole do you, or <laughs> is it hyperbolic to you or do you also think this could be one of the worst movies you've ever seen i wouldn't go i probably wouldn't go that far yeah um you know i i would say it's somewhere around the five like and and for me a five is is like is not good i mean it's yeah it's embarrassing and nothing i'd ever want to see again and yeah and frankly inexcusable for this franchise right and the tool one of the things i was going to ask you about how painful for you were the throwbacks that they tried to do from the original like with the stay puff marshmallow man with Mm -hmm. slimer with ecto one and maybe the most painful part for me was how they got the logo yes with Doing graffiti on the wall in the subway. Yeah, why are you wasting time on that? Why are you wasting screen time with that? I mean, and and, and they had to, you know, I guess part of that was bringing it back in the end to make that the, you know, the the new Stay Puft Marshmallow Man was your logo. Yeah. A- attacking and then you. That, you. Are you going to be original or not? But, right. okay, so this dude says you can pick anything you want me to be. Mm-hmm. Just like Gozer did. <laughs> exactly. In the first one. And they say, we want something soft and cuddly, uh-huh. just like Ray did in the first one. And then he's like, oh, well, here you go. And how tough is this huge boss if Kristen Wiig glances it with her proton pack and burns half his face and his shoulder? Right. In all, f- yeah. in all fairness, the climax of the original Ghostbusters it was probably like fairly easy also. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know. I was just so much more invested by the time it got there. Yes. And and in saying that it was easy, then why did they re- try to completely repeat it? Yes. Like, you've had 36 years to think of a better one. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a that's an area you could have improved on. And yeah. instead you went lazy again. How do we end this movie? Oh, just like they did. Uh, yeah, and then you and then to to end it all you did, you took another physical gimmick from another movie where Wesley ties himself up on the vine and dry, and dives into the uh, lightning sand in the Prince, Princess Bride. <laughs> That's what Kristen Wiig did exactly mm-hmm. to save to, uh, to save what's her nose. So and I loved how yeah. they, they couldn't they, they didn't want to bother to figure out uh, more laziness, didn't want to bother to figure out how that effect works is of how they pull her out of there because the portal had already yeah. closed. So you just put uh, Patty, you just put McKinnon and Patty outside yeah. the door, and they're pulling the the cord through the door, so you don't have to see what's on the other side. Again, an exhibition of superhuman strength by <laughs> by Patty. Right, pulling two full grown women and, and pulling them at like Mach three up that <laughs> up that tunnel. I mean, just so just so inexcusably lazy to to put them outside the door and pulling the cord through those doors. It was like, man, you just didn't even want to try to figure this out. Did you? No. Um, no. So you said you, you probably, you were guessing a five, you'd give it a five on the back end. Yeah. Four and a half or five. I would say. Yeah. I would have said going in, I'd give it a four coming out. I probably would have given it generously a one. 
because I don't want to get into decimals. <laughs> yeah, going in, I would have given going in, I would have given it a five, maybe even a five and a half, because like you know, it maybe maybe there's there's some jokes that they're saving here in it, but yeah. yeah, coming out, yeah, four and a half to five, something like that. But that's the pretty only bad reason in my book. I didn't walk out of the theater forty five minutes into that movie was because I knew we were going to do this podcast. <laughs> like if it wasn't for this podcast, uh, I'd have left. And I had my sister was with me, and my my wife and son were with me, and they watched it too. All of us hated it equally. My <laughs> my sister wanted to call in and do this podcast with us, so she could also have a voice and scream about it because um, she hated it so much. It, but uh, yeah, man, I, I'm giving it a not giving it a zero. I think is is all I can do for it um, because it made me smile. I think twice. So I'll, I'll give it that. Uh, let me go. Let me go through some laundry list bits here. Yeah. Heck uh, yeah. The cameos, so worthless. Awful. It's pathetic. It's pathetic. Like, eat, like throw the Ghostbusters aside and 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 squeezing then them in to to try to squeeze more bucks out of the audience to be able to tell you they're in there. Um, and what a waste they all were. Yeah. But you I'm, obviously get Bill Murray for a day. Uh huh. Okay. And that's what you give him. Right. And some of the technical stuff, I mean, it's, we're really, I mean, this is nitpicking, but it's just stuff I started noticing because I was hating it so bad. But like they were doing that heavy metal concert uh-huh. that, uh, and, and that dude, uh, the lead singer of the heavy metal band, his name is Adam Ray. He's a stand up comedian. And he actually follows me on Twitter. Um, and I like him <laughs> and I feel bad about, uh, I feel bad about railing on his movie like this. He was also the voice of Slimer. Um, but anyway, um, that whole scene with the the death metal band playing yeah. and all that. And then they go, they catch the ghost. They go back to above the Chinese restaurant to their little headquarters or whatever. And Bill comes in and they talk about that. It, I don't know if you caught this or not. They talk about it. It's 436 in the afternoon. Mm. How many death metal concerts have you ever seen that were going on at two o'clock in the afternoon? That is, that's awful. That's that might be as big of an oversight as anything in the movie. Now that yeah, now that you say that, and there there are several instances of that where I thought the timing of stuff was weird. Where you, like, so bad. The whole movie so easily fixed. Yeah, the whole movie basically takes place between four and like six p.m. Ex- yeah. Except for the, the that very final fight scene where you know it's completely dark outside but i guess yeah. that was i guess that was ghost induced the the darkness was because when they they when they finish yep. it's it's afternoon again it's evening yeah, as soon again. as the portal closed up the sun came out yeah so, there's yeah. not a scene in that thing that isn't you know in the in the evening it's just a joke 4 30 yeah yeah 4 30 so so yeah. yeah and in that concert scene you get the aussie uh cameo like, yeah, like as if it were, you know, as if this were 2002. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? An Ozzy Osbourne yeah. cameo? And then for that yeah. joke? Yeah. I don't even remember the joke. It was awful. It was ridiculous. And oh, man. Yeah, all the can- The only one that could have worked, and we'll get into this a little bit later. This is part of the thing that I think could have fixed it. The only one that could have worked and didn't, Winston, but it could have was Ernie Hudson. Yeah, agree. Being being the the owning the funeral home, that yeah. one could have worked. You could but, have done something good with that. Yeah, uh, the another cheer moment that just 
made me cringe was the marshmallow man falls on top of them. They're stuck. And then he pops because Kristen Wiig has the Swiss Army knife. Oh. Awesome callback. What a great payoff. What a payoff that was. That joke wasn't funny when they gave her the knife. So it made the follow-up joke just (laughs) fall like a hammer. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I want to know at what point did the Swiss Army jokes go into the script? And who put them there? Because I feel like it had to be the director because he was just married to it because he co-wrote it. Like, I don't see how it could have possibly survived other than that. Oh, man. No, the the, the knife stays. It's That's gold right there. It's, it's good. Like, just, yeah, like you said, the front end of it is stupid, and then the payoff is just <laughs> obscene. Yeah. I mean. Painful. Painful. And Aykroyd's cameo was painful, yes, where they gave him the line from the first one, yes. and it, which was another moment where I'm sure they were expecting an uproarious laughter because he got mm-hmm. in his uh, uh, Terminator I'll be back line. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it was um, where I ain't afraid no ghosts or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I heard a couple groans on that one. Or, or <laughs> no, not groans. I heard pity laughs. I heard yeah. pity oh, laughs. Like, those are even worse than groans. <laughs> yeah. The, uh-huh, 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 <laughs> like one of those. Yeah, I remember when he said that 30 years ago. <laughs> He's he's quoting the song. Uh. And yeah. <laughs> speaking of, we already mentioned the fact that they they threw the theme song in so many flipping times. Yeah, for but those, the new version of it that they wanted those cheers. But oh yeah, like fifteen different versions of it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, even when the the uh, what was his name Rowan when the bad guy throws the piano up against the wall, they even squeezed in the three or four notes on the stupid yeah. piano. Like, what are you, stop it. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Ding, yeah, ding, man. Ding, ding, ding. Ray Parker, I bet, made more money off that movie than <laughs> I anybody hope so. in it. <laughs> if so, if so, then I'll feel a little out. bit better about the movie if, <laughs> if Ray Parker got a check off of this. But yeah, he deserved it. I, I wrote, I, I typed out a cuss word on my phone. In the middle of the movie, because they put the Fallout Boy theme song in the middle of the movie. And I was oh, like, man. I was, and I put on my phone, like, they put this S in the middle of the movie, like in all caps. I couldn't believe it. Like, that song is so awful. Like, it's... Yeah. Talk about, you know, cringeworthy. That song is the worst. It is... Yeah laughable and 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 they throw it in right in the middle of the movie i could not believe it i thought for sure that was going to be uh end credits the end titles yeah. get that song and that's where you'll because i mean you didn't get you didn't get ray parker's song with i don't know with uh lyrics in the even in the middle mm-hmm. of yeah i didn't think so i don't think so i don't think i ever heard there's something weird in the neighborhood <laughs> right and they put that flipping song right in the middle of the movie. Oh my gosh, I couldn't believe it. And it's it is atrocious. Yeah, so much bad. Were there any other cameos? I can't remember. The Slimer cameo was terrible. Slimer can't drive a car. <laughs> and then they had Girl Slimer. Girl, that was again like like they wanted like you know that's a that's a a, a play for toy money or t-shirts yeah, or something. something to make a Girl yeah. Slimer. 
or just so you can bring them back in the next movie. And Oh, if there's a next movie. Well, that's okay. That might be the most concerning thing to me about the whole yes. thing is because they clear. The setup? Yeah. The setup, but even like I wanted to cry before the movie ever got started. They put up the, the logos, the, the studio logos. So you get uh ghost core, Ghost Corp Productions or something like that. That's true, too. I didn't even think about that, yeah. Which means they're looking at this as a complete franchise on its own. Like, there's no reason to give them their own wing of production. Like, this is, they're looking at this as their, like, almost like a a Marvel franchise. Yeah. That's that's what Universal is seeing this as. And I, I just. I got chills when it came up on the screen. I was like, you've got to be kidding me, man. Like it's, it's its own wing of universal now. Like, have you heard anything about that? Like, is, is it, is it happening or were they waiting to see what happened with this one? Or is it, is it a done deal because of that? I'm sure in their heads, it was a done deal, but no, I haven't heard any news as I wanted to look up, uh, cash and what, and what we're standing at right now on opening yeah. weekend and whether it's disappointing or how they feel about it. Let me see if it's box probably, office mojo has anything up. It's yet. probably pretty on. decent this weekend, I would assume. And the, the telltale sign will be next weekend. That's exactly right. Yep. Yeah. Because, uh, people are going to listen. We're sorry, Paul Feig, Feig, but, um, people are going to listen to this podcast and I'm recommending they stay home. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and there's something else, like there's something pretty decent, I think, opening up uh, this coming weekend too. So, um, like, okay, while you you're looking at this part, I don't care. Well, while you're looking it up, tell me this: why is in that again in that concert? Why is that ghost a dragon? Yeah, I don't know. Unless it's unless they're thinking this could be sort of a um, uh, what's what's the word a, a version of Satan. I guess, but I don't know. I don't. There's a it was, much better way to do that. It was for the joke, wasn't it? It was for. It, the, was, it had to be for the joke. It was for the joke of the the crowd thinks it's part of the concert. It, yes, it's part. It's it's Satan. It's a yeah. It's it, yeah. Manifestation of Satan is what. <laughs> and because that makes no sense at all, why it's yeah. a dragon that doesn't make any sense. Like it, it's no. the dragon of is it the dragon of a real ghost? I mean, is it the ghost of a real dragon? Sorry. Like what? And the whole thing, man. And then it lands on her shoulders and yeah, none of the, and again, the proton packs, what were they doing? Yes. None of it works. None of the action works. Like that first time that you like, they, first of all, they, they wasted the first use of a proton pack is in the back alley and it's not, or, or she tested out on, in the subway on that, uh, on the, the, the electrocuted ghost. Right. Not right. cool and they at the all. Thing around their neck that they never yes. explained. Yeah. Not cool at all. The, like the, Compare the first use of proton packs in both movies. And yeah. I mean, as kids, fired up for it. Like, that's awesome. Like, man, I love this. And, and completely yeah. wasted in this new one. Like, it's a one pack... And- like what's it doing? And the setup for the first one was was so good with them on the elevator and Ray turns his on. Mm-hmm. You remember that where they're all yes. kind of together in the what, elevator and Ray. My turns favorite his on scene in the whole two. movie. 
Yeah, the other two kind of sidestep him and get as far away from him as he can because of the noise it makes. Again, super subtle. Let the yes. material work. Do its yes. let the material do its thing. Like they're not do like they are letting that script breathe and get its laugh. That like I love that's one of my favorite scenes in any movie ever, comedy wise, because it's just so genius and it's so subtle. But yeah, they're in an elevator. They let the yeah. whole thing just have, you know, they let it breathe. Like, they're in no hurry. They just let it do its thing. They, you know, they're right in the elevator. He tells it to switch it on. They do, and, it, and they get the sound. And then they just, yeah, the other two just slowly take that step to the side. Yeah. <laughs> Egon yeah. and Bankman step away from Ray. And it's just, oh, yeah. it's gold. It is, it's comedy gold. Yeah. And then the first time they use the, I don't know if this is the first time, but it's one of the first times they use it. Um, and it's because Ray's super jumpy and he sees the, uh, right. the, the, the chambermaid or whatever with the cart oh, and okay. he just blows it all to heck. And <laughs> yeah. she, she pops her head around the, around the cart and is like, what the hell y'all doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the, and you, you didn't get, get any of that. Right. And you get the scene in the lobby of the hotel and they just yep. blast everything and just wipe it all out. And then you get the nice shooting text line. And like, I mean, like all that yeah. stuff was, <laughs> yeah. was cool and funny. And like you, none of, yeah. none of the action is cool or funny in this movie. No, so. no. Uh, Box office mojo has, first of all, the uh, production company, Sony. Um, and then, it has it. If I'm reading it right, so far it's sitting at 34 million this weekend. Okay. So not not terrible. Not a terrible opening. I, I'm not and sure not that great, that's what they yeah. want. No, I'm yeah. sure it's not what they wanted. Yeah, yeah 30 is... looks like it made 17 million Friday and 16 million yesterday. So. Okay. And we're recording this on Sunday, so we don't know what that is. And it, but um, and, and they wanted they wanted to try to capture the feeling of the first movie and, and like that kind of whimsy and the, yeah. the tone of it. Cause you know, that original movie just, it just had a sense of fun about it. And they really, you could tell they really wanted to capture that kind of almost like a, an improv fun, loose feel. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, yeah. I feel like it was completely unsuccessful, but I mean, Holtzman, McKinnon's character literally says out loud, oh, we have fun in one of those moments. <laughs> <laughs> and that says man. it all, man. The, the fact that you, you have one of your characters say it. Trying to convince yeah. with subliminal messaging. <laughs> we oh, have we fun. have fun. No. Oh. I, no. You don't. Man. Everything I, here, and we're jumping all over the place a little bit because I <laughs> yeah. think I think the the floodgates are just overloading with things that we hated about it. But also, so they arrest Rowan in the in the thing after they find his machine and they shut the machine down. They arrest him, and then they fake arrest the Ghostbusters um, for posterity's sake, and then. They just leave all the machinery. The police are just going to leave all the machinery down there in the basement that wasn't supposed to be there. That, <laughs> yeah, that they have already acknowledged this could have been the end of the world. Uh-huh. And they're just going to, so we'll just leave it down here for a couple days. <laughs> Nobody really needs to dismantle this thing or figure out what it is or whatever. We'll just wait till old dude comes back <laughs> and kills himself on it. 
Yeah. We'll, we'll put a couple cops in front of the door and not explain <laughs> yeah. why we didn't have those it's, girls disassemble the whole thing when they freely acknowledge right. that this is just like our technology and it's based <laughs> on our book. Yes. Yes. And we, and we know that you all are the real deal now. Uh, but we're just going to leave this thing that could probably, we have acknowledged could end humanity. We'll just leave it in sitting down here for a few days, whatever happens. Andy Garcia, I liked as the mayor. I got that was one of one of my three little chuckles was Andy Garcia based. And when he got really, yeah. he got really ticked off about um, comparing him to the mayor. On... That was great. <laughs> yeah, what was it? Um, oh, that was a great line, man. Oh, what was he? <laughs> I got to see if I can figure it out. Yeah, he did. He he got. Don't you ever compare me to the mayor. <laughs> Do not compare me to the Jaws mayor. Yeah, the That's Jaws funny. mayor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that might be the best line in the whole movie. That uh-huh. or the, uh, when Barnum decided to enslave elephants might be the best two lines of the movie. Cause, yeah, I would agree with that. One of the best lines. And, you know, and it's it's fourth wall kind of like almost like, you know, you're in a movie type thing, but it didn't bother me at all. Yeah. At that point, it was refreshing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My goodness, have, have we crapped on uh, it enough? Have we got have we gotten it all out? I I think so. I'm sure something else will pop into my head in a minute because I've been all over the place with it. But okay, so if we're gonna do if we're gonna make it better, I have a few ideas of how you could make it better. Um, I, I, it wouldn't be hard, but I we've already talked about you just make it a continuation of the last one. I think we we agree that would have been a much better idea than a complete reboot. Especially mm-hmm. since you know those three guys, Ernie Hudson, Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, all and uh, what's her name that played Janine? Yes, we're Andy all Potts. they all. Yes, they all decided they were going to do it. What if they the 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 well had run dry on the on the supernatural stuff? So they had all kind of moved on. There was nothing going on as far as the supernatural stuff goes, and. Um, maybe McKinnon, uh, McKinnon or maybe, um, I mean, it wouldn't matter. Any of the three could have been the daughter of any of the, any of the three Ghostbusters. Kristen Wiig could have been Sigourney Weaver and Bill Murray's daughter Mm -hmm. for that matter. What if you do that? And this, so stuff starts happening in the city or whatever, and she goes to him and, like she's in big time into the paranormal because he was, and she goes to the the original crew, and and he's like, something something's happened, and this is definitely uh, this definitely is familiar or whatever. And what if Rowan maybe is Rick Moranis's kid, mm-hmm. and that's like because Sigourney married what's his name and uh, Bill Murray, and Rick Moranis was just always crapping on the Ghostbusters, and he hated them because he got turned into the dog at the end and all that of the first one. What if Rowan seeks revenge out for his dad? And, and I mean, would that not, and the thing with Ernie Hudson being a, a mortician would have been kind of funny because he was like, I was tired of dealing with dead people that were trying to kill me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I decided to get into this line of dealing with dead people that were unanimated or whatever. And then he lets them borrow, once the stuff starts breaking out, he lets them borrow one of his hearses to turn into the Ecto-1. Yeah, because the cameos aren't fun at all. Like, I, I got They're no not- joy out of seeing them. 
Now, if I see their characters and what they're up to now, yes, absolutely, and maybe they help or give a little guidance or whatever. Yes, and you just hit on something like if you make one character the daughter of Vankman and Sigourney Weaver, already that character has more development than anybody in this movie. Yeah. You, you all, care about them already. You already know who they are more than anybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I mean, they're, they're, that writes itself. Like that, that girl is going to have issues. <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's writing itself already. And, and you could tell they were just completely had no rudder when they're, when they're trying to construct these characters and who they are. But that yep. one, like, yeah, it writes itself as to who that girl is and the issues she has and what she has to contend with. Like, how much better is that than, oh, they used to make fun of me in school because I, you know, nobody believed me that there was a ghost. Like, yeah, no. Kristen Wiig would have been great playing Bill Murray and Sigourney Weaver's daughter. I, She'd I, been great. I, I would totally agree with that. Yep. And then I don't I don't know I, and the, the the villain could have been completely fleshed out from the old series somehow. Now I don't I don't think you make him uh, a slum monster that feeds off people's negativity. No, um, because that was one of the more dumb ideas of a villain. Yeah, but and um, the, the thing the thing that works so well in the first one because yeah they didn't they didn't hit a home run in the second one but the thing that works so well in the first one and even the the video game that I talked about. Mm-hmm. Aykroyd and Ramus put so much research into coming up with a cool, you know, you need you need that kind of historical aspect, almost like an Indiana Jones. You need the MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need that setup to make it interesting, like a spookiness. You know, give it, give it, give it history, and 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 they, I guess. They sort of tried to do that in the house in the beginning, but that was just for a gag. Like it, it didn't really have anything to do with anything. Um, yeah. But you know, in the original movie, like you know, there was this guy who's not even alive anymore. He's not the villain, but he had built this building, you know, to to eventually uh-huh. bring back Gozer and stuff like that. He had like this when they discovered that this whole building was a big antenna for for the paranormal or whatever, and he had constructed it that way. And like they see the plans and like, all that is really cool. Like you know, that's. Mm-hmm. When when you put the work in like that to come up with that stuff, it has a payoff. Yes. And this one doesn't at all. It's just some dude who's making devices because he doesn't like people, and and you say as much. That's why he's doing it. And what? That's nothing. That's you know. Yeah. That's not interesting at all. And they never explain those little goofy devices he had on those on, in those different places that would always explode. Yeah. Well, they and, never. What the heck was that? And you could have like that could have been just a yeah. little bit like give it a little bit of interest to like he finds a, a plan because they kind of looked old. So if he finds somebody's old plans or, you know, he goes to the library and, you know, he's digging through something where you can get established some history and some background. Yeah. Yep. Well, they should ask us to do it next time. <laughs> We've got it all figured out. Absolutely. As I always, everybody. We could have done it better. But uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah, the, the vainglorious blustering. That's right. That's what we do best. And I, I could agree with you more. I believe it 100% with all my heart. We could have done that movie better. So, you know, if all of you are shaking your heads out there, then double birds to you, because I believe That's right. <laughs> and, I, and I just watched him do it. Speaking so. of, hey, here's another one. Double birds. Steve Higgins. Oh, 
Oh gosh, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. I love Steve Higgins. Yep. And it's just that like was painful to watch, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, like let's figure. Let's. What can we give Steve Higgins to do? You know, didn't it seem yeah. so throwaway? Like what? Yes. What can Steve Higgins do that's funny? Like, and how can we get him into this? Yeah, and it was that rare throwaway scene that also was way too long. Yeah, I, I feel like, like that was one that the audience thought was funny that I didn't. They like I, I don't know if that was the the corner bunch that <laughs> loved it so yeah. much, or if it was the All whole the, theater because that was before yeah. I kind of started to realize that it was split up. But uh, yeah, there were there were definitely more people were laughing at that than I was. What about your your audience? Were they digging the the middle finger jokes? Uh, the first, uh, maybe the first one or two, but by the fifth one, I think we were all worn out uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, of, of the middle finger jokes. And it wasn't like they were original ones, like everything else in the movie. It was all stuff that everybody pretty much seen before. <laughs> now the dude that sat, sat right next to us that enjoyed this movie, maybe as much as anything he'd ever done in his life, it seemed like <laughs> he, he dug all of them, but, um, that that's a poor that, that dude was a that was a poor dude and he was a dude that like i sat there because i wanted to make some notes on my phone before we got up so we sat in there quite a long time uh after it was over with and when i got up to leave that dude was still sitting right beside of us and could not have been smiling any bigger mm-hmm. his ex- <laughs> that was it was a good experience for him so <laughs> good for him good yeah for him. glad for that guy um I mean, and uh, one more. I gotta. I gotta keep going until until I get it all out. The, you gotta get. You gotta purge this thing. You talked about the proton packs and the technology, and, and you know, and she she was talking about. So so when they when they hit the uh, gadget scenes, and you've got the the ghost chipper, and you've got the um, hand grenades, and the chipper. the the pistol that Wig has at the end that I didn't really catch what that did <laughs> and it was like yeah. Yeah, it was like shooting and like blowing half the ghosts away and stuff like that which just, just doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever um like where, where where does that leave you to go because you they clearly are thinking we're gonna do multiple sequels mm-hmm. of this like this this is a franchise and we might even split it off into a like that's what that told me that that uh placard up front of ghost corp uh, productions says they're just not thinking a franchise. It's a universe. They're thinking Ghostbusters yeah. universe, Uh-oh. which maybe is what they're thinking with having the guy cast and doing a whole separate movie. Right. Um, but like, where does that leave you to go with all those gadgets? Cause first of all, you just, you just shot it. You just shot the wad. I mean, all <laughs> like you, you overkilled it. Like, the original Ghostbusters waited to the second movie to give you new technology, and that was just the, the, the slime blasters. And it was one thing, a whole second yeah. movie, and, they, and it was just one thing. But they gave you like yeah. ten gadgets in the in the original movie in the first one, like halfway through. Yeah. It's like Kate McKinnon was cranking them out. <laughs> exactly, man. No scientist has ever worked faster or more efficiently than she has than Holtzman. On, she is incredible. On paranormal weaponry. <laughs> Yes, that has never been tested before, and man, she is cranking it out. And and I didn't like any of it. I didn't like any of those things. I thought they were all stupid. None of them were cool, I didn't think. None of them were consistent in how she said they were going to be used versus (laughs) what they actually did. Boo. Yeah, it was, oh, what a cluster. 
Well, what do you think? I said scorched earth, and I think uh, I think I can go away happy with fulfilling <laughs> yeah. it. I yeah, promise. I think so too. I gave it. A, I, I gave it a one. I might drop it. I might drop it to a to a half a point. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now that I thought, and I, I I probably have to go below a five as much as I've ripped this thing. So yeah. Yeah. And like you said, every joke is borrowed. All of them. Yeah. That, yeah. And that's especially what, the physical stuff. Yeah, and that's why I wasn't laughing. You said you got no laughs out of it, and that's why I wasn't laughing. Is because I've seen it all before, and that's that's what's inexcusable. Yeah, is we the were we were forty five minutes in, and I was bored and confused. I, I like I said, I would have left, and and I thought, well, maybe it's just me, and maybe I mean it too hard on it. Until my sister leaned over and said. I thought they were supposed to be fighting ghosts. <laughs> like I thought the whole thing of Ghostbusters was to fight going on. Mm. So it, then it was. Then I knew it wasn't just me. And and then my my son uh, then said, "Have you laughed at anything yet?" And I was like, "The elephant's joke. I haven't laughed at anything." <laughs> so so yeah. never never has one joke been praised more on a podcast than the Barnum elephants joke has on this one. <laughs> and and I didn't get a laugh of that, out of that, honestly. <laughs> I just thought it was well, I don't know. I thought it was That's cuz uh, maybe I, I should have named you Grump Pig on the, on the <laughs> yeah. Pokemon. Like I was all And before I sat no, down I I, I tried I, I closed my eyes and I centered myself too. Like I gave myself a moment. Like I'm not carrying negativity into this. Like, yeah, I, I pushed it all out and I swear, yeah. like I went in with a clean slate and allowed that thing to hit me. However, you know, however it would and, and not have any negativity, like shape my opinion of it as it went. Yep. And, yeah, and I wanted to like it. It wasn't like I went in there saying, mm-hmm. "I hope I hate this thing." No, and and I z- hope this is a terrible experience. Zero, zero of my negative thoughts, opinions have anything to do with that the Ghostbusters were all girls. Like it didn't affect Not my feeling nope. towards it whatsoever. No, nope, because I like those girls. Yeah. The only thing in 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 that vein that maybe affected me at all is maybe they just went overboard to make uh, Kevin a stupid man, and also maybe Leslie Jones isn't a very good actress. I don't think. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't think that was that doesn't have anything to do with her being a girl, but I just don't think I don't think she can I don't think she can act very well. So which one did you say you you can you can cut this part out? But I, but it was breaking up really bad. Which one did you say wasn't a very good actress? Uh, Leslie Jones, I don't think is a very good actress. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm with you. I don't I don't think so either. And I think um, I think McKinnon might honestly be a little one dimensional too. <laughs> Well, with this script, she certainly is. Like, I mean, yeah. this this movie did her no favors whatsoever. No, but she's but they're having fun. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we have fun again. Yeah. Another joke that's been done, like just on its own, where you you know, Anchorman style, you say what's actually happening as a joke. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's not funny anymore either. No. 
and you're definitely not Ron Burgundy. So stop. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we can uh, give this the official talk hard thumbs down. Um, please don't go see this. Please don't rent <laughs> it. Please don't buy it. Um, we're begging you. And if you do, then then just do it for the novelty of it. And um, I, and if you do like it, man, let us know because. And you very well could. I mean, yeah, I, I, I like. I don't. I don't want to harsh anybody's mail or anything on this thing. But uh, right, I, mean, I, I just thought it was terrible. Our taste isn't everybody's taste, and we're just looking right. for a little bit more. And like, obviously, the guy that you know you were sitting beside, yeah, you know, he he might come hunt you down if he hears this. Yeah, my son put on on Facebook how much he hated it, and there were a couple people that responded and said it was pretty good. And I think Todd, um talked to a, a guy at, at West T Hill mm-hmm. today that said he would he would he enjoyed it pretty well and would have given it a seven out of ten. So Yeah. In insanity. Um, but that dude's Irish, so what does he know? <laughs> what does he know from film? All right. Um I think this week if we can get together and do this, I think we've got a couple fun podcasts lined up for you guys coming up. So uh stay tuned. Uh, should I spoil it a little bit or can you go ahead and tease or let it. it go? Um if we can all get together to where we can actually uh use some technology and, and get some music in the background while we're while we're talking, we're gonna uh we're gonna go with uh, a subject that was kind of breached. Um a few weeks ago or last week uh, where Todd said, has there ever been a good movie with a bad song or a bad movie with a good song? Um, basically as a title song. So uh, I think we're going to try to come up with a few of those. And I've, I've gotten several, I've done a lot of research and I've gotten several. So um, yeah, I think that'll be fun. Uh, that last music discussion we had was pretty fun. So now we're going to combine the two of music and, and movies. And uh, I think that could be good. So uh, stay tuned for that friends. And we could have a, a pretty cool interview coming up too, that we've been, uh, we've been excited about. So a lot could be happening this week. Thanks for liking, liking us on, uh, on the social medias and sharing it with friends. And uh, don't forget to rate it on iTunes. Uh, I know I have it. I have uh, rated us on iTunes, and I know I gave us more stars than I gave Ghostbusters. So, <laughs> for uh, the absentee Todd Sheen and Scott Stafford, this is Alan Martin reminding you to walk softly and talk hard. <laughs> <laughs>